first episode. I guess I should have said episode 41. No, I like the way you said it. Welcome to the 41st episode of try, All the Books. Try it the other way. Welcome to episode 41 of All the Books. Ugh. Yeah. Six of one, half a dozen yeah. of the other, my friend. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't think it either. Last episode was episode 40. Okay. Welcome to yes. the next episode. Yes. Of All Here the Books, are. the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Lies... Library. Oh, no. Oh, oh boy. It is. It's all, it's all Lordy, that, it's too hot. I know. It's all that fish you just ate. Yeah. So we had a little library luncheon at Castaways. Yeah. Here in Wellsville. Castaway Dreams. A lot, of us, had, lot of us had the, uh, the fish. Yeah. Pretty good. Fish, fish fry. fry. Delicious fish fry. Yeah. Oh, now you're so, giving away what day we're recording. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe it was a, a fish sat. Yeah, a special monday fish i don't want to talk about <laughs> oh, it man i anyway. do not want to get monday fish That's, anybody no. uh, That's gross. this is the podcast where you can get book news author news and literary news fish news as well there's some yeah. fish news that we'll yeah. tell you uh octopus and squid population on the rise in the ocean hey that's, is that's that real, true yeah that's a real fact wow good for um, them. just a bunch of tentacled geniuses populating in the ocean Ooh. so when you uh, say it that way it actually sounds less appealing yeah. somehow I'm Eric Michaels. I'm Nick Gunning. We're your hosts. Yes, we are. I'm... Yeah. Go on. No, I was going to say you were my co-host. Oh. That's true. Yeah, we co-host each other. Yeah. I guess I meant to say you're my sidekick. Oh, yeah, that's not true. And this is Journey Called Life. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm touched. A podcast. You're wrong, but I'm touched. So, (laughs) let's see. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk a little bit about... uh, Things that didn't work out the way you wanted them to. Disappointments. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get my hands on that book. And then... Yeah. Here come those rainy day feelings again. Yeah. So stay tuned for that later. Yeah. We, we've we been soliciting uh, it answers. It always yeah. feels just like a Monday. Yeah. You got to let it out. Leftover memories mm-hmm. of Sunday. Mm-hmm. And there's your six seconds. So no more. Copyright. Oh, that's right. Copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Got to stop. Stop. But I could do a different song? Yeah, six Here seconds. Here again, I am on my own. Yeah. Could you do Rainy Days on Mondays, Carpenters? I don't know that one. Oh. All right, well, that's all right. Okay. That's all right. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Right now, we're yeah. going to talk about what we've been reading in our own personal lives. Yeah. Derek, what have you been reading, buddy? Uh, man, remember when I used to edit those uh's out? Yeah, I do. But now I, I leave I them I think in. we all missed them. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, my Goodreads is all messed up. Okay. Well, I read The Pleasure of My Company by Steve Martini. Ah, no, no Steve just Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Um, Steve Martini writes legal fiction. Yeah, that's what I read. No, no. Pleasure of My Company. No, no. It was very legal. Well, I don't think you should talk too much about it because I know. when I finish my book, we'll talk more about it. Oh, are you planning to finish the book I gave you? Yeah. Interesting. Are yeah. you planning to start it first? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the order I usually go in. Yeah, that was yeah. great. All right. Well, that's the only book I read, but okay. I did read it. Oh, cool. Um, All right. Any graphics or anything going on? I got stuff to read. I guess I haven't talked about, like, what... No, that's why I talk about what to read. I'm sorry. I'm okay. all over the place, you guys. I've had three Sarah missed. Yeah, I, he my, did. My I know. blood is moving I tried to stop speed. him. Man. Um, I started Double Star by Robert A. Heinlein. Bless oh, you. I started sneezing randomly. Yeah. It just Robert A. Heinlein is the author of Starship Troopers, a oh, book I lent you. Hey. So. Yeah. Um... Uh, I'm only a few pages in it, so okay. I don't have anything to add. I do have cool. some graphics. I got like a, a before black... or after Starship Troopers. This is before, I believe. Oh. It's one of the earlier Hugo winners. Okay. So, but he was one of those authors that was just putting out stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, in our collection, we have tons downstairs. And really, the, yeah. And he uh, have Jetpack Will Travel as a YA one. Oh, uh, it's very old, but cool. He's interesting. He's an, so, he's what graphics did you stockpile to read? Uh, black Canary. Batgirl, Gotham Academy, Constantine. Uh, there's this one called, uh, what's it called? Irredeemable, that I heard on the podcast I listened to, uh, The Weekly Planet, mm. and they were talking about this comic. It, basically, it's just like the Superman figure of this Superman of this superhero oh, universe yeah. goes crazy yeah, yeah. and kills everybody. Yeah. And so it's now just about the world trying to stop him, I guess. I've never read that, but I know what it is. Yeah. So I got yeah. the first two volumes. Oh, interesting. Uh, they're in the system. Oh, cool. So. Well, don't let, let me read them before you send them back. Okay. They were on my list for a while. Yeah. I just never got around yeah. to them. So that's cool. Sounds like you got a busy slate. Uh, What's that been... supposed to mean? Normally I don't? No, I was just congratulating you. <laughs> yeah. Whew, that fish fry is going to put me to sleep. Weird. Right, I'm just going to take a nap. Okay. You keep podcasting, but do, do my role as well. Oh, man. Yeah. That's the part I was born to play. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Okay. So I've been reading Nashville. Nor- oh, Nashville. It's where they make country music. Uh, it's a new uh, 
Jessica Fletcher, Donald Bain, uh, murder mystery. But you forgot to say it's murder she wrote. You got to say it's murder she wrote. <laughs> yeah, it's a murder she wrote. Murder <laughs> she wrote wow. Nashville noir. Uh, and then I also finished the uh, Captain America Sam Wilson, not my Captain America. <laughs> Are you offended or impressed with the impression that I'm doing of you? You know what's you know what I kind of uh, liked about it. Okay, you made me sound like a South Park character oh, a little bit, like it was purely that, unintentional. I know, I'm sorry. but now I wonder: Do I normally sound like a South Park parody of my know. own? I'll self? I'll leave that to our podcast. So, maybe I should I do an impression of you know. sometime. Like, hey Nick, what did you do last weekend? Uh, Nick eat pie. <laughs> Man, I wish I ate pie this last weekend. I haven't had a good slice of pie in a while. Yeah, mm. That was dead on. I guess. Oh my I don't. I don't hear it. But Nick want what? Yeah. yeah. No. Not this today. actually plays into my impression of you, so it works really well. <laughs> uh, I'm currently reading Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein. <gasps> so hopefully by next week we can be talking about uh, this little yeah uh, experiment that we started yeah. months and months ago. You think that's going to be enough Neglected. for us to do a whole segment on? I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll just. Yeah. And then I also picked up Catwoman When in Rome by Jeff Loeb and uh, Tim Sale. Yeah. So it's kind of a spin off, would you say? I guess. You haven't read like, that yet. No, I'm like currently reading it. I think it's, it's like a side story. Like, a midquill. I don't remember where it takes place. It's, in I think one, it takes I think place in, in Dark Victory. Yeah, in like Dark Victory. It disappears Victory. for a little bit. She's like, I got to go to Rome. And so this is like the book about yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah. Is your, so, your phone still on, man? I guess it is. Oh. So those are the two that I'm reading. And then I also have a. A bundle yeah. of other things that I've uh, cool. got also, packed up to. This yeah. isn't what you were reading, but you went to a concert last night. That's right. Emma Time. That's right. Yeah. It was exciting. It was a, we had a good turnout. We had yeah. a, a lot of our friends from the Angelica radio station showed yeah. up, so that was cool. Shout out. Uh, the concert went really well. It was yeah. Emma, and then she had several other talented musicians. Wow. What is happening? I don't know. You are blowing up. Yeah, give me that. Your wife said, good job, honey. Oh, well, thank you. So she must be pandering to you or yeah, something? Yeah, I guess. Something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, so the concert went really well. It wasn't yeah. just Emma. She had, I think, four other guys, all sorts of instruments cool. making their way onto the stage. So the crowd liked it. I liked it. Always always good to have Emma in the house. So if you were able to come to the concert, yeah. good. Is that how you live your life as well? How? Like it's always good to have Emma in the house? Yeah, just in my own personal house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah like, she's this a, party isn't complete. What am I missing? I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's just a traveling troubadour. She just goes <laughs> from house to house. She plays the song she wrote since she moves on. So. Yeah. Cool. No, it was a great concert, though. Cool. Got a few more coming up. We got the high school coming back. The ninth, they're going to do their bonus concert. You got and the then, high school? Uh, the whole high school. Oh yeah. wow! I know. Then uh, Young Sisters coming the sixteenth. They're an acoustic duo. We'll do a lot of fun covers. Uh, Monkeys, okay. Indigo Girls. Good concert. Nice. Anyway, so that's uh, not what I read, but that's what I did. Yeah. So you went to a concert. I sure did. And next week, I'm going to see Ringo Starr. Pretty excited. Yeah. So I'm going it. with anybody cool. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, my brother, Steve. I knew that was coming. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, I set no, you he's, up. He's not the only one. Uh, <gasps> my wife is going to be there. Yeah. Okay. No, there's more. Because yeah? uh, your wife's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So She's bringing a date. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope he's cool. I hope he's cool. Just uh, kidding. It's you, brother. Yeah. We're going to see Ringo Starr. I've seen Ringo Starr twice. I've seen Paul McCartney twice. So technically, that's the Beatles four times. So it's like I've seen the Beatles. Right? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. And I've also seen Mickey Dolan's of the Monkees, so, I mean, really. Yeah, he's like great. the other... He's like the fifth Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, he's like the fifth Beatles, basically. So. Speaking of the Monkees, though, they had a new album. Probably yeah. by the time you're listening to this, that album has dropped. Yeah. So I've listened to a couple of the uh, early tracks. Me and Magdalena was one of them. Really good stuff. I like it. Uh-huh. Speaking of early tracks, you got it, you, your favorite band. <laughs> That's true. The Chili out. Peppers have put out two yeah. singles so far. Well, we got Dark Get- Necessities yeah. and uh, The Getaway. Getaway. I've heard The Getaway. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, The Getaway, like as I've already described to you, is kind of... Like laid back disco-y yeah, in its way. Yeah, it's it's weird because it doesn't really have like a bridge, no, in there doesn't. or anything. No, no, uh, it just, like it's straight through. Yeah. yeah, but I really like Dark Necessity so far. So I've already pre-ordered my copy of that album. Cool. Well, we will have both of these albums: uh, The Monkeys' Good Times and the Red Getaway. Hot Chili Peppers' The Getaway. Yeah, in our collection. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. You don't know my mind. I'm not gonna sing it. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to. You don't. Have to. Um, that's that's too bad because you said speaking of the monkeys, and then I wanted to say speaking in monkey, and then I wanted to make some monkey sounds. Go ahead. No, it's too late. No, no, no. It's no, an, it's an no, open... I'll wait. All right, let's see. I'll Fans, wait. do you want Eric to make monkey noises? They do not. Wow. <laughs> do wow. Not, yeah. That, yeah, that mm. was horrible. Boy, Twitter's exploding right now. <laughs> so that's... Uh, I didn't know you could say those kind of words yeah. on Twitter, but... Anyway. Nope. You have to so... hashtag them. Oh, you have to hashtag yeah, them. Yeah, you can hashtag okay. them and you can say okay. anything. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what do you want to do now, buddy? Uh, let's do book news. Let's do it. Do you got your early notices? I sure do. Yeah. 
So, uh, fans, looking ahead to August, as I'm sure we all are, thinking about what we want to read in August. Let me my just, birthday? Let me just rustle my papers, because I'm 98 years old and I prefer paper. Uh, we wow! Have, I'm going to start did with... Did you just the, take it to big paper, or what? I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to start with large print. Okay. We're skewing old this week, yeah. so we're going to go you're, large you're print. Like I'm talking about the monkeys. I'm yeah. talking about large print. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Snap I, bracelets. Do you want to talk about snap bracelets? Okay. I think I, I even those. have... I bet some of our the books that are coming out soon. Never mind. I'm sorry. <sighs> They're old, too. Clive Cussler. Would no. you put him in that category? Do you think he yes. gets a young crowd at all? No. No, no, no. I think Clive Cussler's got his fans from way back. Loyal you, fans. You don't think yeah. he's picking up, like, I don't know, like, the same people who are now getting into I don't know. I mean, like I Gone Girl and stuff. It's, I mean, Clive Custer is sort of a similar situation to James Patterson where it's just a constant rotation. So it's yeah. like, you know, there, there's a, he has a million different series. You're always picking one up. So I feel like Clive Custer now has his dedicated fans from back in the day. And then he has people who like pick up the book at like the, the drugstore or the airport or something. Yeah. Book know. sales. Yeah. You can find thousands yeah. of Clive yeah, yeah. Custer's. Yeah, he's popular with the book sales circuit. <laughs> Our book sales coming up. I'm excited. I mean, not that soon, but like a month and a half from now. So but I'm starting July. thinking about it. Yeah, July. Balloon Rally Saturday we're doing. Yeah. But I uh, started thinking about it because we're going to organize them into categories again, oh, boy. which uh, people yeah. really liked last year, yeah. including me. Yeah. So here we got coming out in large print. So in August, we're going to have Riverbend Road by Rayanne Thane. This is book four in her Haven Point series. Uh, Return to Haven Point, where New York Times bestselling author Rayanne Thane proves there's no sweeter place to fall in love than ha- uh, Riverbend Road here in Haven Point. Sure. August, large print. Mark your calendars. Next, from Dorothy Love. This is not an author that I've heard of before. No Dorothy Love Love? No. You don't have any love I, I for Dorothy Love? It. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Lee and Mrs. Gray. A general's wife and a slave girl forge a friendship that transcends race, culture, and the crucible of civil war. Hmm. Hmm. Dorothy Love, Me and Mrs. Gray, coming out in August. All right. In standard print, we've got a few that uh, you might recognize. Eric, I know you have a, a checkered history with this author. Philippa Gregory, <laughs> Three Sisters, Three Queens, The Tudor Court, number two. You accidentally bought that. You gave that. You, you pulled oh, the Oh, right. Philip, I, had a, and, yeah. I had a kid come in, ask for the book Red Queen, because yeah. uh, they talked about it in school, and she seemed really excited. And so I gave her Philip McGregory's The Red Queen, yeah. because we didn't have uh, Victoria Ava Yard's yeah. Red Queen. So wrong, I, wrong right, Red I Queen. gave her the book. And then found out there was Tra- a young adult book called Traumatizing. So, yeah. So Oops. If yeah, if you're following Philippa Gregory, this is book two in her Tudor Court series. As mm-hmm. sisters, they share an everlasting bond. As queens, they can break each other's hearts. There is only one bond that I trust, this is a quote, between a woman and her sisters. We never take our eyes off each other. In love and in rivalry, we always think of each other. Oh. Yeah. Nice, I guess. Yeah. Vaguely oh. menacing, I think, just a little bit. Uh W.E.B. Griffin. There's there's a big name. He also, he writes with William E. Butterworth IV, which I believe is his son. I want to say it's his son. The yeah. fourth. Yeah. That name. I know. Dramatic New York Times best-selling adventure in Webb Griffin's Badge of Honor series about the Philadelphia police force. That was... That was is a, that it? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's huh. all I got. It's a weird one to read. This is called Broken Trust. Ooh. Broken trust. Having investigated his share of gruesome murders, Philadelphia homicide sergeant Matt Payne is beginning to think nothing can shock him until the case of a young socialite's desk lands on his desk. The Camilla Rose Morgan, he'd known as a teenager, was beautiful and brilliant. How was it possible she jumped to her death from her own balcony? Dun dun dun. So he's in there. Yeah. Have you read Webb Griffin? No. Seems like it's a lot of, or used to be, uh, a lot of military history, military uh, Uh, thrillers and stuff. So no, I haven't read him either. These remain popular. Yeah. But again, this is, that's kind of an old school one. It's an old school title. Okay. Um, You're kind of old school. Yeah, we just covered that. The One Man by Andrew Gross. Andrew Gross, you might recognize from his frequent collaborations with James Patterson. Mm. He's written quite a few of the Women's Murder Club. He wrote Judge and Jury with James Patterson. Right. A lot the of Gross stuff, Detectives. So. No, that's different. Oh. That's not even a thing. That's where they throw up on all the evidence. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this evidence is gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the One Man by Andrew Gross. 1944. <laughs> Physics professor Alfred Mendel is separated from his family and sent to the men's camp where all Alfred! of his belongings are tossed in a roaring fire. Alfred! 
His books, his papers, his life's work. The Nazis have no idea what they've just destroyed. And without that physical record, Alfred is one of only two people in the world with his particular knowledge. They had some knowledge books, that could start a war. Or? End it. Ah. Yeah. There's the twist. Yeah. Hey, man, yep. do I have a hair, like, hanging here on my face? No, you don't. I feel like I've had a hair just hanging above my eye Maybe you have a, Maybe you have an astigmatism. What's that mean? It sounds exciting. Little floating thing in your eye? No. Wow, you look crazy trying to find that hair. No, there's nothing there, buddy. So why don't you tell me what's coming out this week? Ah! Sorry, that was me trying to get the hair out of my face. I understand. I know what happened. I know it's there. All right, nonfiction. The view from the... Oh, sorry. Uh, These books come out May 31st, 2016. Mm. These will be the last books you can get of May 2016. Yeah. You'll never have another May 2016 again. No, once it's gone, it's gone. That's a reminder. We are closed Monday, May 30th. So if you're listening to this Monday, May 30th, yeah, don't closed. go to the library. We are closed. I mean, you can still hang out on uh, the steps. Yeah, outside. that's true. All the, the books are always open. Yeah, that's so you true. you can always listen to our back yeah. issues. Check out Thinning the Turkey Herd. That's a good one. Yeah. All the albums. I like that one, too. Okay. Where yeah. we talk about our favorite yeah. uh, albums. So. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 31st. Uh, May 31st, 2016. Uh, the View from the Cheap Seats. Selected nonfiction by Neil Gaiman. That's actually how I saw Paul McCartney. We were in the very highest back, where our backs were up against the wall. But it was good, because we were right at the diagonal, so we could see things perfectly. But it was a little spooky. Hmm. Okay. And they weren't that cheap. (laughs) This is a book collected by Neil Gaiman. Okay, so So. that's that's not relevant to my story at all. So I don't know why you're bringing it up. Yeah, sorry. It's weird. Anyway, so I don't think I've... I don't read any of his collections. I haven't yet. I tend to just read stories. I've read a very slim amount of Neil Gaiman. You mean any? I've read some comics that he's written. Oh, yeah. Batman one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All Summer Long, a novel by oh, uh, Dorothea Benton Frank. Mm-hmm. So, yep. She's a big name. Yeah. Guess you got to get all the summer books out in May. Yeah. So that everybody can read them. Yeah, you got to beat the rush. Yeah. It's just one of those, those beach books reads. where somebody's like on a boat. The yeah. ocean looks really nice. They're in one of those like striped bathing suits. Yeah. So, Marrying Winterborn, Lisa... Clepas. Clepas. Claypass. <laughs> so one of those is a title. And yeah. One of those, okay. Yeah. The Island House, a novel by Nancy Thayer. Hmm. So also summary. Summary. I was uh I familiar with the author Tom Grace. Do you know Tom Grace? No. He wrote like Quantum Web and nope. a few Okay. Well anyway. Uh, I, I met him when I was working at Willard Library in Michigan. He came and was talking about getting his books published in paperback. And he wanted, like, crisp white pages. And the publisher rejected it because he said, cause they said, these are beach reads. You don't want the pages to be reflective in the sun. So they went with, like, a matte page so that people could read them on the beach. Huh. Which I thought was very clever. That's good. Yeah. Um, do you read? I mean, we don't have a beach anywhere near us, but... I like to read outside. Yeah. Just okay. even in the yard. You strike whatever. me as somebody who would get incredibly sunburned, though. I freckle. <laughs> oh yeah that's the dorky sunburn i know i look like a dalmatian by like <laughs> that's hilarious yeah they're not good uh i heard they're not great with kids dalmatians yeah huh disney would have us believe they're yeah good, but i guess wow. they're a little too high strung i could see that so uh modern lovers by emma straub and she sounds familiar i'm not impressed with these books you're pulling out buddy dude it is a Slim Pickens, would yeah, you say? Yeah, Slim Pickens. Okay. Here, I'm going to read you this, the last All due respect I to have. the authors you've listed. Uh, Esther the Wonder Pig, Changing the World One Heart at a Time. Well, should have started Do there. you That's know, it, like, it's these kind of books that make me think I'm, I'm not on top of things. Because who is this Wonder Pig? There's a Wonder Pig that it you don't know It says in summer about. 2012, Steve Jenkins was contracted by an old friend about adopting a micro piglet. Though he knew his partner Derek would be enthusiastic... He agreed to take the adorable little pig anyway, thinking he could care for himself. Little did he know the decision would change his and Derek's life forever. Mm. So, I guess he's not a Mike. It's a 600-pound pig is the thing. They bought a farm. Oh. I don't. Huh. Was this an internet sensation? I, maybe. I don't know. I don't plan on reading it. I could tell you that. <laughs> All right. You know what? While you've been talking, something unfortunate has transpired. It's hot in this office, so now that one of us are wearing our professional button-up shirts, uh-huh. and now we're dressed exactly the same. Oh, my gosh. Same pants, burgundy t-shirt. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to wait until you start talking, and then I'm going to take a picture of us. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, that, so We look good. Yeah, thanks. We look good. We look yeah. like uh, look like Dustin Hoffman and uh, Tom Cruise when they're both like dressed the same, going to the... Uh, okay. I in think. Rain Man, when they dress up. Right. No. Okay. I, all, all right. right. Well, all 
All right. Go ahead and cast that film. Classic Rain Man. Uh, A Hero of France, a novel by Alan First. Hmm. Is he? He's somebody, right? He puts out a lot of stuff. Yeah, he started publishing right before Alan's second. So <laughs> he really he got in there just under the sure wire. Did. Ooh, that was a dad joke. All right. I'm La- sorry, everyone. I yeah. do have a child, so it's okay for me to make a dad joke here and there. That's true. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Like when you go to Barnes and Noble and they have like the book selection where it's like great gifts for dad. Yeah. And you're like, oh, would this would those. be a great gift. I would for love me. those. Whenever I leave a buffet to the people in the line, I say, "Sorry, we ate it all." <laughs> that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. You can tip me, but don't tip me over. Uh... Heyo. All right. Yeah. Okay. The last one. I have is The Emperor's Revenge, The Oregon Files, by Clive Clive Cussler and Boyd Morrison. Boyd Morrison. This one's a racetrack. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen this. I'm so excited. It's a... What's it called? uh, The Emperor's Revenge. Oh my gosh. So it's the Grand Prix in Monaco. I am typing this right now. I gotta see it. Right? So it's just like an old school race car, but there's an explosion behind it. Oh, I don't even see a swastika. This can't be Clive Cussler. No, it's Clive Cussler. No, it's not. I don't know what the Oregon Files are about. That's depressing. So he's Nothing. actually going to come up again later in this podcast. Oh, okay. So I guess we've been kind of harsh on him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't have anything personal against Clive Kessler. No, I guess not either. He's got his fans. He's, I, oh, you know what? Tell me. I didn't read it, but I watched it. And by watched it, I mean I fell kind of asleep a little bit, woke up, and then didn't finish the last half hour okay. of the movie Sahara, Ooh. starring Matthew Broderick. No, nah, Matthew Broderick. Not Matthew McConaughey. Bro- Matthew McConaughey. And, uh, hey, I'm Matthew Broderick. I'm out in the desert. It was... <laughs> <That's good. laughs> um, it's hot out here. It's not very and good. And Nathan's Lane's like, will you be quiet? <laughs> yeah. That's the producers <laughs> yeah, out in the, the desert. the producers yeah, in yeah. the desert. <laughs> um, have you seen it? <laughs> the producers? No, yeah, Sahara. Seen, oh, no, I haven't seen Sahara. It's not so great. No. So, I guess it made, like, about a little bit more than $100 million dollars. And it's gross, but it cost a hundred and thirty million dollars. So it it didn't Still not good. make a profit. New. Because like That's they spent good. I guess they filmed a plane crash. Hey, Steve Zahn doesn't come cheap, yeah. let me tell you. They filmed a plane crash okay. and then cut it from the film. So huh. Okay. I don't know. It's just it's weird. I guess Matthew McConaughey said they were going to like make it a series and everything. I'm sure everybody all right, but all right. Clive Cussler did not like the movie and mm. Uh, got very mad and there were lawsuits and everything yeah. so hmm. no cuss no fuss yeah I guess Cussler alright that's all I have for book news I okay. got our New York Times bestsellers list from March or May hmm new this week okay all June right, 5th June 5th is what it says wow okay yeah they, they it's ahead of the curve yeah all right, you ready? So you're like this is this is you're like a prognosticator. You're, you're like looking, I don't know what that means. You're like looking ahead for prognot. Just okay. Yeah. Uh, number ten. Actually, we better we better start all the no, way down no, here. Number no, fourteen. No, just start number at 10. fourteen. Don't you say it. Uh, the Nightingale. Oh my gosh. By Kristen Henna. You know, I had 14. to call some somebody had that on hold, and yeah. it was there when I was on the desk. So I had yeah. to call that lady, yeah. and then she came in when I was on the desk. I had to deal with podcasts. I don't understand so what's going on with Nick. I'm He's just taking, so tired of it. He is taking a very strange stance over the Nightingale. Nightingale. It's almost like neurotic. it's personal. Yeah, it's my white whale. All right. From huh. death's door, I stab at it. Okay. Yep. Are you quoting Moby Dick or are you quoting Ratha Khan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will answer that while not recording this podcast. <laughs> okay. Number 11. Ratha Khan. Nice. Yeah. Number 11, All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dewar. All right. I wish now... it was All the Books We Cannot See. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's stupid. <laughs> Number 10, Just The eat, Highwayman by fish. Craig Johnson. Oh, yeah. Longmire. Is it a Longmire? Part of the Longmire series. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. The inspiration for... Oh, Longmire's on Netflix now. I know. It was on A&E and then it moved to Netflix. All right. Number nine, Extreme Prey. Extreme Prey. <laughs> I feel like that's sort of like a low-level like infomercial yeah. and there's like a, yeah. a monster truck in the background. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Oh, number eight, Everybody's Fool by Richard Russo. <sighs> you think the other ones on this, like Nobody's Fool has made it? No. Good. Right now? No, I don't, it might have researched. Maybe on paperback. Yeah, it might have researched in paperback. Uh, number seven, Beyond the Ice Limit by Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. Beyonce's Ice Limit. Huh. I'd listen to that. Yeah, I ordered lemonade, by the way. Beyonce's nice. new, yeah. It's on Man, its way. I could go for some lemonade right now. I know, me too. That would sound delicious. So 
This is how dry my mouth is. Number six. <laughs> Sorry, the Nest. Name. That's yours. Cynthia Dieprex Sweeney, The Nest. Oh, that's the one where they have to grapple. Like, we've lost our inheritance. Yeah. Well, I guess reduced. Yeah. Cry me a river. Number five, The Last Mile by David DeBaldacci. David DeBaldacci. <laughs> that's how you said it, yeah. by the way. Our copy of The Last Mile has gone MIA. We were supposed to get it. We didn't get it. We keep asking about it. We finally had to reorder it. Wow. I know. So they're shipping us a new one. That's how David, the sausage is made, everybody. David Baldacci fans are not happy with the David Aha Public Library right now. So I offer but in you, general, they are. Yeah, but not in this regard. They're unhappy. So I offer my apologies. But it's not our fault. I, well, I don't It I is. A lot of my shoulders. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. This podcast has gone I know. too deep in the truth. Yeah. Uh, number four, The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. Yeah. I'm getting a little tired of that one. Oh. Well, I guess I have more patience very, for that yeah. one because I want to read it. Oh, uh, okay. So. Well, uh, number three, The Weekenders by Mary Kay Andrews. Yeah, I don't have any feelings. I thought you read that. No, I read uh, As Time Goes By by Mary Higgins Clark. Oh, yeah. Uh, number two, 15th Affair. That's number two. By James Patterson. And? Maxine Pietro. Yes. And number one, new this week, The Fireman by Joe Hill. Joe Hill, hey. apparently Stephen King's son. Son of Stephen King. That's right. Good for you, Joey Son Joe. of Stephen King sounds like a horror Joe book Joe. Stephen King would son write. Son of Stephen King? Yeah, yeah, it sure does. So scary. Oh, man. I am the son of Stephen King. Still upset about that Cussler cover. If I don't see like a mine cart on fire yeah. coming out of the yeah. side of a mountain, yeah. landing on the Statue yeah. of Liberty. A plane flying past like the tornado that's Hitler sucking up one of the pyramids. The back of it, right. Yeah. yeah. That's what you want. That, that is what I want. And yeah. I want to see a blimp in the background. Yes. Yeah, Maybe a Zeppelin. Has to be flying a Zeppelin. I want to see a Zeppelin. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for book news, my friend. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a, kind of a low... Uh, Low turnout for those books. I wasn't excited about any of them. Yeah, I don't know. None we'll of them really we'll see my next week. Is this like a dead time, do you think? I don't know. It's hmm. it's after Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. So maybe they just don't. Yeah. Well, Couldn't tell you. Well, hey, speaking of disappointment, I was disappointed in that book news. I was excited what? about getting to the book news. Then I was disappointed. Wow. So Harsh. that actually relates very well to what we're going to talk about today. I guess. And that's it. Podcasts, uh, let me ask you this. Have you ever been so excited about a book, and you can't wait to read it, and you do, and then you finish it, and it's a turd? I know I have! You sure have, Eric. And so have a lot of our listeners, thanks to uh, social media. They've let us know. Now, when I posed this question, I said, hey, friends, got any books that didn't cut the muster? Muster. You were okay? muster. Uh, muster. And this led to a little, a little discussion with my wife, who's a, a renowned editor. <laughs> who told me that that is not the way that you say that. And I said, no, you're crazy. That is the way you say it. Cause, and she was like, no, it's cut the mustard. And I'm like, no, it's not. You don't cut mustard. Yeah, you cut mustard. It's, it's a condiment. You don't cut mustard. It's not the mustard? You don't cut mustard. Okay. Yes, you do. So it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> okay. And so I'm looking it up. And our friends at BBC America have this to say about this debate. So first of all, the expression you're aiming at is pass muster pass muster a state of being where you've been tested and come through with flying colors there is also the expression cut the mustard so my wife was right <laughs> meaning the same thing however there is no pass mustard and cut the mustard is thought to be derived from a mishearing of pass muster in the first place so this whole mess this whole thing is just a mess of badly applied condiments that's what BBC America says. So I guess you can either say that something didn't pass muster, or you can say that it didn't cut the mustard. So I think we all learned that valuable. That is crazy. I know. I know. So now we know. So podcasts, that was, uh, that was our the more you know segment. So let's talk. Eric. Yes. You brought this up. And that makes me think that there's probably one that's uh, no. nagging at you. No. 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 Oh. I was, I was just a question. You just, just wanted to... I, yeah, I just asked you in the car, and you, you just, just turned it into a podcast okay. thing. All right. No, I'm kidding. Because uh, I joke around a lot. Yeah, you do. So We like to have fun here all right. in the books. Yeah, I'll pick first. Okay. Uh, and since we've talked about him a few times, let's bring up uh, Clive Cussler. Oh, boy. I read The Mediterranean Caper, and I was very excited for this. Yes, I remember. I remember this was, Because this is when I started working at uh, the library in Jacksonville, Florida, and all his books were constantly being checked out, probably because mm-hmm. of the 
higher elderly population there. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Florida's known for elderly and alligators. Yeah. Actually, right? now they're getting Nile crocodiles. Whoa. So I don't know what Florida's like. Wow. Yeah. And a, a Nile crocodile can pretty much eat a Flor- Florida alligator in half. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you bit right through a Denny's down there. I heard. Yeah. That. Yep. So, pretty bad. Um, we've we've talked about his covers before. They're always exciting. They are. They're always like super adventures. Yeah. Um, I like the that. last couple. If you recall, this one yeah. not so much. The last one not good either. But anyways, I was like, maybe I'll check this out. This seems really exciting. A bunch of like old school kind of adventure books, oh, yeah. you know, through the jungles, through the deserts, and all this. Really exciting Indiana Jones to the extreme, Dirk Pitt. I kind always of. think of Indiana Jones when I clap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been thinking lately now when I see him of uh, those Uncharted video games. Oh yeah, like yeah, Nathan Drake and stuff. So I picked up the first Dirk Pitt book. Dirk Pitt, long running series. I found it for twenty five cents at a book long sale, the Mediterranean series. Caper, and I was very excited, and it was really bad. Bad. Yeah. Wasn't exciting. I'm sorry. It was super sexist. Sexist. Well, yeah. Mediterranean Caper came out in 1973. Yeah, it's a different time. I guess. I don't think it was ever okay to slap a woman when she was mourning her dead husband. <laughs> no, probably not. She's on the beach crying yeah. that her husband is dead. Yeah. Dirk Pitt slaps her and says her love is for the world. The world, not just one man. Wow. And then they make love on the beach. I'm, so, <laughs> but anyways, besides the whole sexist everything it just wasn't exciting hmm. it was so he spent he spent a good maybe the two the two-thirds of the book like you get through the third and it's all set up and then he spends the next the middle chapter of the book just lost in somebody's like underground labyrinth they have in their italian villa huh i guess it's a greek villa okay it's a mediterranean villa okay you know what I mean? okay. yeah yeah yeah. but wow. and then it's just kind of dull hmm no no I, I don't know if this series gets better i don't know if like they get more exciting if he stops being so, feeling so dated and everything, well, but well, the it's a letdown. It's, it is a long running series. Uh, yeah, the first book, uh, the first book published was the Mediterranean Caper. Although the first book actually written in the series was Pacific Vortex, so that started in the seventies. Uh, Kussler published seventeen of them uh, on his own, and then he published let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six with his son Dirk Kussler, probably named from Dirk Pitt, or vice right. versa. Uh, and the last one came out uh, in 2014, Havana Storm. So I don't know, there'll probably be more. But that's where we're at right now. All right. The character Dirk Pitt has appeared twice. First in Raise the Titanic, played by the actor Richard Jordan. When was Raise the Titanic? 1980. Wow. And then Sahara, which we mentioned in 2005, with Matthew McConaughey as Dirk Pitt. Yep. So and it wasn't great. So no. that was the second time I've been let. Yeah. I heard Sahara wasn't a bad movie. I heard it was pretty fun. Yeah, I checked it out. No, nope. not good. Huh. So fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah, fool me three times with. Yeah, I, I mean, probably, yeah, yeah. You, you just keep going. Yeah, you can't. You can't fool you thrice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So let let's go to our listeners. All right, let's go to our regular. All right, uh, who, who do we got first? And, uh, Let's go with a. You, do you have yours up? Do you have yours up and ready yeah, to go? Yeah, I got somebody here. Okay, let's go with Greg. If, if oh ever, no, if, I don't have that. Oh, one. you don't have Greg. Okay. okay, no, I'm on it. Okay, I'm on it. I mean, if there were ever a loyal all the books listener, I think Greg's been with us since day one. Well, I've been Bef- here every before day. all the books came cool. I think before I think, we became cool. Yeah, before all the cool kids on the streets yeah. were like, "Hey, man, you listened to all the books this yeah. week? Oh snap! Yeah, they was, really cut the he mustard was in on the ground floor." So yeah. let's let's shout out here. All first. right. Well, this one, as I this said, is going to be tense. Yeah. This is going to be tense. This so, came in via Facebook. Greg from Facebook says uh, a book that he was excited for that disappointed him was Leviathan Wakes by S.A. Corey. Oh, boy. And uh, he then later goes on to say uh, three words, vomiting space zombies. <laughs> I gave this book five stars. Oh, oh, no. I loved it. Wow. So... He, yeah, he just says, a cliche pile of crapola. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So, as I said on Facebook, this was going to wrinkle some feathers. And as I said on Facebook, you mean ruffle feathers. Yeah. Why don't you go cut the mustard? wrinkle. <laughs> I learned from my mistakes, okay? Yeah. You know what? You I can wrinkle research. feathers. You can't wrinkle a feather. You can. You cannot. You can. No, you can't. You can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so you and Greg disagree. On this big one. Yeah. Right. I okay. want to read the second one. It's well, on tell, my Kindle. Tell me what you like about it. I love it. Okay. Was that it? No, I want to know. No, I just thought it was a great space opera. Are there vomiting space monsters or whatever you said? You know what? I think there are. Okay. I, I hadn't remembered that. All until right, I so said one it. point for Greg. But what I liked about it was it was just 
it just felt big and operatic. Mm-hmm. Um, it dealt with this. It kind of had a vibe that reminded me a little bit of Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. a little bit of Battlestar Galactica when it was good. Yeah, or Battlestar? yeah, okay, specifically right. the good stuff. Okay, cool. but I it just it just scratched the itch I had at that time of having like a really good sci-fi novel. It's it's newer. There's five books in the series. Okay. Um, Looks like Caliban's War is next. Yep, that's on my Kindle to read next. So, anyways, but I guess I could see. I actually, actually, I can't see. You why can't, you can't like even. No, you can't. So, I mean, the space zombies, yeah. Okay. So, I know some people don't like the guy's writing style necessarily. Hmm. Okay, but what are you so do? you don't agree? Yeah, but still, all right, all right that's interesting. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Greg, that Leviathan Wakes let you down so much. Yeah. You got a you got an alternate suggestion for him? That isn't that. Yeah, I don't know. Another another sort of operatic sci-fi maybe that you like. Mm. You can think about it. I'll tell you mine. I can't think of an... You you have an operatic sci-fi novel? No, I'll just give you one of my next ones here. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, boy, The Corrections. The Corrections by Jonathan Franzen. Yes, I remember that. This is not... Uh, see, okay. Which one's the one that you like? Freedom. Freedom is the Freedom one you like. Freedom I loved. I thought it was really good. Okay. And then we did The Corrections for a book club. And, you know, it's got tons of critical acclaim. It was an Oprah book club, scandalously, because uh, Franzen hated that. Uh, Why did he hate that? He just didn't like to be branded as an Oprah book club pick, <laughs> you know. So, uh, in the book club, it was kind of 50-50. Some people loved it, and some people hated it. So, I think it's a polarizing book. For me, I just, like, I, I so enjoyed the writing in particular. Of you freedom. Know? Yeah. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't even just, like, I liked the characters of the story. I liked the writing. And I thought that... Um, the corrections. I mean, I thought I was going to love it, but I just felt like it was not a likable character. You know, nobody that really. I just was never compelled to read the book. It made me angry reading the book because I just hated it. Right. And it was for a book club, so I couldn't really just like not do it. But that was a huge letdown. And then I read Purity, which came out I think last year, another right. Jonathan Franz book. I also really like that. Oh. I still like Freedom the best. Maybe it'll skip a generation. Yeah, maybe like every other one I like or oh. something. All right. But the Corrections was a major letdown for me. Sorry, man. Yeah. And I was really excited about it. Yeah. I remember yeah. you talking about it. Yeah. We were podcasting when yeah, you were reading that. That's true. That's, that's we got sense. to experience that in real time. Go sense. back and listen to some of our podcasts. When when did you read it? Do you have I don't know. the date? No, I yeah, so it was a book club book, so All right. figured out. Well, go yeah, go back to those old and just listen to Nick slowly get disappointed with that book episode after episode. <laughs> that's true. So that's exactly what yep. happened. We we've created little time capsules of ourselves. That's right. Someday future generations will yeah. be able to pick up on this stuff and we go, go Who were these titans among men? Yeah. Wow. Wow, so. you, you see a bold future for us. <laughs> That's exciting. All right, now what? All right, well, let's take a peek at uh, another one of our listeners. All right. Okay, you so, somebody? yep, on Twitter, we have HG Editor. She says, Jen Wang's Coco Be Good. I loved her online comics and was so excited when she published a book, but I didn't really dig it. Oh, yeah, I saw this on Twitter. Okay. Okay. Then she pops back in and says, just read her new one, though, in real life, and I love yeah. that. So, yeah. I guess this author, Jen Wang, redeemed herself. Yeah, I think uh, I remember hearing about that. She's a web cartoonist and everything. In Real Life is actually what we're going to be doing for our teen graphic book club kickoff this summer. As part of the summer reading program? Cool. So it's about a girl. What's your theme? Get in the game. Get in the game, Get in the game. Mine's a... Just get in the game. What is mine? Exercise your mind. Read. Yeah, that's kind of corny. (laughs) It's kind of corny. But I'm going to roll with it. I got got some exciting stuff. Uh, set up for that so anyway thank you HG Editor what do you yeah. got now give me another one alright this one I think we can both agree on well I was so excited to read Dark Tower book one oh, The Gunslinger oh gosh I was so excited uh, I was like alright it's gonna be a dark fantasy yeah. western horror yeah. book and it starts the first line is like a lot of people's favorites where it says the man in black uh the gunslinger walked alone, or the man—I can't remember now. Okay, you know what I mean. It has like a very like cool line. Where it's yeah, like the man in black walked across the desert, and yeah. the gunslinger followed, or yeah. something. Um, but it was just a letdown. Yeah, I, and I was like—I remember writing a blog I, as the summer was starting that year, and mm-hmm. I wrote all the books I was excited to read that summer, and that was on one of them. Well, I—I I knew that I—I I probably. Like I guess I wouldn't put this on my list because I'm not a big fantasy uh, fan, and I knew going in that that's what it was. But I love Stephen King, and Stephen King always says Dark Tower is like his his yeah. greatest yeah. achievement. So I thought, well, I better get on board with that. But I just I don't even think I finished it. I don't think I even was able to get through it. So I was not a fan of that either. Well, maybe the movie. There is a movie coming out. They started filming it. Comes out uh, 2017. 
I'm surprised you wanted to read this though, because you have sort of a hatred slash. Well, I guess I thought it just read so different. It was supposed to be so different. Okay. Than his other stuff. I still don't understand. Well, I haven't read like, anything by. No, Stephen No, I know, King. but I don't understand why you don't like Stephen King. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get some. I mean, I respect you your decision. Don't like. I, just, I don't I, get why you like. No, it's just it's just because <laughs> I I would have I thought that you would have. No. You know, I would have guessed that you would. No, like it's the just writing. too much, man. Too dense. Yeah. Okay. So. See, it is. It's very dense, but for me, it just flies right by. I don't mm-hmm. even like. It doesn't register like it's a it's a dense book to me. Okay. But anyway, well, um, the movie comes out. The Dark Tower movie comes out February 2017, according to this, and has Idris Elba as the gunslinger and Matthew McConaughey as Man in Black. Hmm. This episode is all about connecting things with other things we brought I know, up. It's crazy. Here we got. So, so you didn't think you were gonna like this. So you weren't disappointed by it. You just of, knew of you Dark did. Tower. Right. Yeah. No, okay. I well, I was. I was very bummed. I've given it other tries. I tried to read that Gunslinger Born graphic novel. If you remember, yeah, we, we had like a few it. of those. Um, but people love this series, so are you still going to go see the movie? Yeah, I'll probably see the movie. Idris Alba, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Do you think he's cooler than us, Idris Alba? Maybe he probably is. I don't know. I can't understand a word he says. Really? When he's not like, because <laughs> he's got like a real thick like accent. Yeah, yeah, Cockney almost. Anyway, yeah, almost. Uh, no, do not you want to go? You want to go listener? You got sure. One? Okay. Uh, Kendra on Facebook says, Beautiful Creatures. She said, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a YA fantasy book I, about yeah. witches. I remember seeing that. I, remember, I don't see the movie, but I remember yeah. the movie. She said, I love the movie, oh, okay. so I tried reading the book. Mm. It was so long-winded, I couldn't make it through. Mm. Also, The Gathering Blue by Lois Lowry. Ooh, this feels oh, wow. controversial. Lois Lowry. She says, The Giver is so incredibly good that you would think its sequel would be equally as good. This was just plain bad. The plot was boring and too predictable. A big disappointment. Yeah. Wow. Did people expect sequels to be just as good as the original? Was that still a thing? Um, I guess it depends. Yeah. I, I actually I haven't read The Giver. Yeah. What do you think? Would I like it? Maybe. Maybe not. Hmm. You think are... That was nothing. Well, you know how you are. Well. I do. You're terrible. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. I, I don't know. I can never tell remember. what little. I mean, you like Hatchet. I did like Hatchet. I like Hatchet. You a lot. read a lot of the other Hatchet books. I know. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Hatchet it. fan. I know. Uh, you got your okay. Hatchet shirt on have right now. Read? No, I don't. <laughs> we were wearing matching shirts, as yeah. we've already established. Yeah. And did I took you, a picture. Did you put it on Instagram? Did you put it on Twitter? Yeah. Okay. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to. Oh, I'll retweet it. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Anyway, do you? No, I lost track because we're talking about our shirts. I'll go on with one here. Uh, Did it have to do with Hatchet? No. Okay. Return of Tarzan. Oh, I was going to ask if you'd read either of the books that Kendra mentioned. I haven't read Beautiful Beautiful Creatures, and I haven't read Gathering Blue. But you read The Giver. Yes. And you liked The Giver? Yeah, I really liked The Giver. And we did it as a book club, and it was one of the most popular ones. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Return of Tarzan. That's the second one? Ooh, yes. Is this the one where he's a secret agent? It is bad. Yes. (laughs) He's a secret agent. I just... The first Tarzan book, Uh if you've never read it, it's... I mean, you know the Tarzan story, you know, Tarzan, Jane, Apes, no. you know. What? But it is so good. It's just, it's well-written, it's surprising, it's more of like a real book than you expect, because it's just, it's become such a, like a, almost a bubblegum pulp kind of a thing, you know. Okay. But it's actually, it's a very good book. Edgar Rice Burroughs, sorry if I didn't say the author, Edgar Rice Burroughs, uh, and he went on to write several more Tarzan books, and I've read maybe three or four, but I stopped, because the first one hooked me, and then... It shouldn't. It doesn't need sequels. It doesn't need sequels because what you want out of Tarzan is for him to be like in the jungle, learning to like talk to Jane, deal with Jane, <laughs> swinging through the jungle, fighting tigers and stuff. Right. You don't want him Leopards. like he's in Africa. Yeah. You don't want him like hanging out in London, like paying rent and and in this one in in Return of Tarzan he actually does get drafted to become like a secret agent and it is terrible. I hated it. Huh. So. If you're going to read Tarzan, do yourself a favor and pretend, like we do with The Matrix, that there's only one of them. So you haven't read... Did that just did that distaste just cause you to not read any of the other ones? I read... I can't remember how many I've read. I've read a few. Okay. What about you? What do you got? What do I got? I, see, I've got so much. Okay. I don't know well, which one to pick. pick I guess I'm going to pick... Uh, we were talking about this one at lunch, you and I. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know what else what else to add on that, other than I hated it. 
You didn't like it. Well, okay. I was very excited because when I was a kid, I watched the Elijah Wood movie. Oh, yeah. Huckleberry Finn. I remember really you liking it. You know what's it. also good? Don't Tom say and Tom and Huck. Tom and Don't Huck. Don't say Tom and Huck. JTT and Brad oh, Renfro. Come on. Anyway, Huckleberry Finn was a fun movie. I remember liking it. Yeah. And this was like, I think I read this. I was doing audiobook. And I okay. had listened to uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It's like, I liked this when I was a kid, and now I love it. Mm-hmm. So maybe the same thing will happen to Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, and maybe everybody's always talking about it. Maybe Man, it, will. it was so boring. I used to listen to it on the way to work, and it'd be like an hour drive there and an hour drive back, but it was just, it's boring. Mm. It's just, nobody learns anything. I don't know what the, the whole, at the end of the whole story, it's like, it was pointless. The mm. whole story is pointless. Wow. And everybody's like... I mean, what's his name? Uh, Talking about controversial now. You're, you're picking at Mark Twain. What's what's his name? Jim. No, the uh, oh, um, the other writer, Ernest Hemingway. He made that oh. whole statement about how that book, like American literature, began and ended with Huckleberry Finn. Hmm. I don't agree. You don't agree? Yeah. Okay. It's bad. Okay. And now, I mean, now it's just racist, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, probably. So, I don't. I don't like it. I was very disappointed with it. Because I was excited for it. Okay. So I'm sorry. That's up there. Consulting my Goodreads, I've read five Tarzan books, and I forgot Beasts of Tarzan. Actually, pretty good. But I still wouldn't continue the series. You read five? Yeah. And after the second one that you hated? Yeah, because I thought, oh, it's got to come back. And then Beasts of Tarzan is the third book. And that kind of won me back a little bit because it went back to basics. But then they start to focus on Tarzan's son, and it's just huh. not, not, not good. All right. Hey, to go back to the future. Um, Maybe if Greg didn't like Leviathan Wakes the book, he'll like sci-fi's television series, The Expanse, based off of the books. Oh. So, the first season just ended. Okay. And now the second that's, season will be wait, starting sometime. That's not the Holly Berry show. No, The Expanse. Uh, isn't that what hers is called? No. Oh, okay. There's <laughs> another sci-fi show with Holly Berry. Uh, I think I we think all know you're making now, this up. Man, no. I'm trying to post this picture on Twitter so I can retweet it on our page. It's just not happening. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see what else I got. Oh, here's one. Kid's book. Cat in the Hat Comes Back. Terrible. Wow. Terrible. Wow. Okay. So we've taken out Clive Cussler. Yeah. Stephen King. Yeah. Mark Twain. Yeah. And now you're kicking <laughs> Dr. Seuss. The late, great Theodore Seuss guys. Absolutely. Cat in the Hat. Great book. It totally deserves to be what it is in all of our hearts and minds. Right. It a, it's a great kid's book. Cat in the Hat Strikes Back or whatever. Comes strikes Back? back. Comes Back. <laughs> First of all, he uses a lot of the plot point. He takes it from an earlier story that he'd written. So it's not even like a new concept. And the cat in the hat, the strength of it is like all these different things keep happening. Cat in the hat strike backs. So they're just trying to get rid of a stain like the entire book. So it doesn't even have the spirit of the original book. So I say don't read it. You don't need to read it. Wow. You don't need more cat Harsh. in the hat. Yeah. yeah. Harsh criticism. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, listener. Let's see what we got from a listener. Okay. Here's one from Facebook user Pamela. Pamela says, Confederacy of Dunces. Now, that's all she says. She doesn't give us why. So I don't know why she doesn't like it. But let me tell you about it. Confederacy of Dunces by John Kennedy Toole, uh, winner of the Pulitzer Prize. Hmm. So I don't know. Somebody liked it. I guess the uh, <laughs> it won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction in 1981. Uh, pretty high... No, I guess it's kind of a love or hate sort of thing on Goodreads, too. So I don't know why, but she was very disappointed with Confederacy of Dunces. Okay. I haven't read it. I don't know much about it, so I don't know. But I trust her implicitly because I don't know her. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Hit me with your best shot. What do you got now? Oh, boy. I guess this one's close to this. uh, I was just looking. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. This was at a point in my life where... Uh, zombies were still not like crazy popular yet. Okay. But I guess they were popular enough to do Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. And it was given to me as a gift. And I was excited to read this one because mm-hmm. it seemed fun. I thought it would be funny. Yeah. And like there's illustrations throughout it and it looks just silly. Then you read it and you realize all the Pride and Prejudice stuff is played straight. And then all the zombie stuff is played like straight as well. So like an action movie kind of straight. So the comedy is supposed to be like, oh, uh, the characters from Prime and Prejudice are saying uh, zombies aren't feeling and neither should we be and then blowing them up. Like, right. that's where the comedy lies, except it's played so straight it's not funny. Mm. So the zombie stuff isn't scary, isn't funny. The Prime and Prejudice stuff becomes the more entertaining. Like, the romance between uh, 
between the characters is the thing that starts becoming more entertaining. So I don't know if this was a sick joke to get us to read a book, you know, that we say, I don't want to read Pride and Prejudice. Like, well, what if we put zombies in it? Like, maybe. And then you've read basically Pride and Prejudice. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I remember when it came out. I've never read it. Mm-hmm. I remember when it came out, and I thought, oh, what a funny idea. You know, and I guess just, like, the cover was enough for me. Like, I saw the cover. Actually, I think the one that I really, that really stood out to me was Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. Yeah. I thought that looked hilarious. <laughs> I don't want to read it, but I well, thought it looked hilarious. It's one of those movie. things where it's like, you know, okay, I get the joke, and I don't want to read 300 pages of it. Yeah. I know, I can tell you, we do have this book, because I bought it when the movie came out. Yeah. Well, the movie is coming out on DVD soon, and we'll be getting that. Okay. So. so you have your chance to hate on it even then. Okay, so Jeez. let's... Uh, I'll give you one of mine, then we'll go to a listener. Oh, I've kind of mentioned this before, so I'll just mention it quickly, but I love The Detective by Roderick Thorpe. Made, a, made into a movie starring Frank Sinatra, classic old-school movie. Right. Uh, the Detective is this great, nuanced, intricately, intricately plotted, uh, really compelling book. Okay. Uh, and then a sequel was made called Nothing Lasts Forever, Right. It's about 190 pages. It's just boom, boom, boom action. And it was turned into Die Hard. And very little was changed. <laughs> and so I loved The Detective. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a sequel. I can't wait. Got my hands on it. And I just was like, why? Why would you connect this to The Detective? Just change this person's name and don't... Because it even... Some of the threads from The Detectives, it picked up and just was like, oh, and then this happened. And you know, these people aren't together. And then this person went off. And it was like, I was happier just wondering... Right. Than having like one line in an action thriller devoted to it. So I, I would say, if you like again, detective is is big. If right. you like big character studies of complicated characters with a little bit of mystery thrown in, I would highly recommend the detective. But you don't need to read nothing lasts forever for any reason. Okay. So unless you're curious about Die Hard, then yeah. you know you want to read the Die Hard book. Go ahead. Okay. But don't connect it. All right. Uh, any more listeners? Yes. Uh, let me. Here's what the run low. Okay. Uh, in response to your book disappointment post, Dubliners by James Joyce. You know that one? I no. Almost anything I've ever read by Nicholas Sparks, <laughs> including but not limited to The Longest Ride, and The Alchemist was also a bit disappointing for me. So And you. Uh, yeah, actually. Yes. So I read The Alchemist. I was excited to read it. But yeah. Paulo... Coelho, however you say Good job. <laughs> and uh, I did not like that. I have not read Nicholas Sparks, hmm. and I haven't read James Joyce, so I don't know. This was Facebook user Jennifer. I read Facebook user The Jennifer. Alchemist. Yep. really liked it, but did it you? was a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. Oh. I almost thought it was going to be like, just about a magician. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was boring. I just wasn't interested ah. in him going off, finding his treasure. I just... You got to learn to find life mm-hmm. in the words themselves, I guess. Okay. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well said. Shut up. <laughs> uh, no, I'll find life in the words themselves. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rogue Lawyer. Another one. Another one for me. Yeah. I'm a big Grish fan. I was excited yeah. about Rogue Lawyer. I liked the oh, marketing. Yeah. I liked the look of the book. Hated the actual book. Yeah. Didn't like it at all. Um, anyone Same else? litigators. I hated the litigators. You did hate the litigators. I don't have any more users. No. All right. Well, last one for me then. Okay. Will be one for you as well. Okay. Pillars of the Earth oh, by Ken Foley. Oh, boy. Follett. Ken Follett. Follett. Man, uh, yeah. I was excited because the concept seemed really cool. I know it does. If you don't know Pillars of the Earth, it's about the, the building of a cathedral over the course yeah. of generations. Yeah. And it seems like it could be a really cool... You know, the thing is, I've read Ken Follett do this kind of thing very well. The this Fall of Giants? Yes. Yeah, the Century Trilogy. It's it's a huge... I mean, each of those books is like 900 pages, and it's this huge, expansive, multi-generational story it's with the, sort of the backdrop of war. And those are so well done. The characters are, are engaging. Like, there's not a dull character in there. Pillars of the Earth is like some horrible Ken Follett fan fiction... And I hate it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like his most famous book and people love it. Yeah. There's also a sequel, World Without End. There's a film. Like uh, a miniseries. Miniseries, yeah, yeah. Uh, it has a 4.28 rating. People love it. People love it. This, it was, like, there was stuff. I really like cause and effect yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. like, when they say, oh, we'll build this marketplace here, which will get people to start coming here, which will bring money so we can build the church here. Right. And then this will do this for this town over here. Like, that stuff is really cool to me. Yeah. Um, well, it's such a big scope because you can, you can yeah. see the planning, you can see the outcome. Yeah, I, but, like, 
it never focused on that. Instead, yeah. we're focusing on a bunch of characters, some of them either raping or being raped. Yeah. Uh, you didn't finish it, right? I, no, I didn't finish I it. I finished it, and I tell you what, I'm, it was very, just, I'm impressed that you finished it. I it am. was rough. We did this for a book club, and yeah. it was just... I think I'm the only one who got through yeah, it. And you, when you I got are. through it, you were like, hey, gang, let's, let's quit. No one liked it. No, everyone hated it. It's just, it. it yeah. But it was exciting. They've made this into a board game. Well, then, into, like uh, into like a Euro board game, kind of like, um, oh, not Carcassonne, not Settlers of Catan. Oh, Castles of Burgundy. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like that. Have, it's I, have we played that together? No, okay. I played it once at a at a game store. They were demoing, and I watched it. I'm like, and they were explaining like this is based off a book. I'm like, oh, don't worry, I know this <laughs> this book is not gonna haunt me. <laughs> That's funny. But the game, I guess, is actually pretty good. Huh. You you draw cards. You're like, hey, I got Tom Builder. All right, <laughs> <laughs> That's five pieces of lumber for my cathedral. That's funny. Uh, man, yeah, but it was nice because there were some books in that book club you and I were part of. Where one of us would hate it, or and the other one yeah. would like it. But this one, I think it was nice. Everyone agreed it was just bad. Yeah, no, nobody so, liked it. But you still think I would enjoy Fall of the Giants? It's, I don't know. I don't know that you would or not. I don't know if it's your kind of thing. It's wow. much better, I think. Okay. The plotting and the characters and everything, the way things tie together, I think. I think you'd certainly enjoy it more than Pillars of the Earth. I don't know that I would recommend right. it to you. Well, maybe I do like like history and stuff so we'll see yeah um all right i'm out oh, okay well I whoa guess... though i'm just gonna announce everybody you can get teenage mutant turtles 3 for 374 on amazon right now wow i love that i one. you can get all three movies for 1345 that's a great deal uh add to cart <laughs> you eric posted a picture of us on our uh all the books Twitter page, yeah. and I look really angry in it. I'm not angry, folks. I'm just talking. I'm probably just making a point. What was I talking? Was I talking about Tarzan at that point? I look angry. I'm not angry. I'm happy. Go lucky. No, you weren't talking about Tarzan. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Easy like a Sunday morning. Thank you, Lionel Richie. <laughs> oh, is that Lionel Richie? It's the Commodores, of which Lionel Richie is. You just uh, taught me a oh. little bit about myself. Wow. Yeah, well, you have to find meaning. In the words. You shut up. I'm sorry. You shut up. All right. That's going to do it for us oh, okay. with that segment. Sure. Unless you have something else to say. I was say. just going to say I was super disappointed with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Whoa. I know. That's book seven. I know. You read six Harry Potter books and then you were disappointed by the I end. Oh, man. I, know. I just didn't feel connected to it. I didn't. We are, you know what? Like, I thought we were going to have, like, some, like, small books that people haven't heard of. Like, oh, I was really excited for this book about this horseman who, like, travels the world and it turns out his horse was really a car and it was modern day. Wow. Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, my gosh. I, I just made Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> but we're, like, taking down big authors. Yeah, we are. Big names have disappointed us in big yeah. ways. Yeah. So. I know. Yeah. Harry Potter. I mean, I, I, I loved, I loved books three and four, uh, Azkaban and, and Goblet of Fire. I did not like Order of the Phoenix, but I loved Half-Blood Prince. It was my favorite of the series. So, like, coming off wow. of that, I'm riding high. And I just didn't like the What was I it about like Deathly Hollows? I don't know. I guess because I feel like the formula is all in place. In every, like, if you like the first six, you're going to like the seventh one. I guess it just didn't have the, like, emotional payoff hmm. that I wanted it to have. You yeah, know, graduating just... high school never does. <laughs> Just got it. Just got like really it was like epic with every single character involved in this big epic thing, and I just it seemed sort of like I don't know. I felt like it was pandering a little bit. Like, oh, this is what you want. Ba boom. Do you, you know? think that she was? Like do you think maybe she was writing the seventh book with the idea that it would be filmed into a movie in mind? I don't know how you can not do that, honestly. Right. I mean, everything says that she had it all planned out, you know, from the beginning. So whether you believe that or not, I'm sure she at least had a skeleton. Right. But there's no way that the movies don't influence your writing. I right. mean, it would just be impossible. I mean, if you know you're going to be building up to this, right. like, a movie spectacle, you're going to be yeah. like, well, maybe I should throw in this big battle because right. it would right. look cool. Maybe not. Maybe. I mean, she's really not writing Snape with Alan Rickman in her mind. After that, yeah. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. You know? So. so, and then, like, don't even get me started on the on the epilogue. That is the... That is the worst piece of Can writing I tell you, that there is. Because I, I told you, I've only read the first books, yeah. first four books, yeah. but I have read book seven's epilogue. Oh, it was rough. It is painful. I heard in the movie it's rough, too. It is. So. Yeah. Also, didn't they, like, Ginny wasn't in the movie epilogue at all. No, she was. Was she? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Maybe she just it's didn't just, have any lines. I, rem I remember so clearly watching the seventh movie. 
in the theaters and like it ends and the screen goes back and I'm like, please, please don't do the epilogue. Please. <laughs> and they did. And I just, yeah. it's, well, part of it is also I read this one out loud versus the others. And so yeah. I think I was more critical because I was like saying it aloud and thinking like, right. well, that's kind of awkward. All right. But I still love the series. Yeah. I do. And I, 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 that's certainly the highest rated on my list here of all the others. Okay. I didn't hate it. I just wanted I wanted a stronger, more right. polished ending. So, All right. So uh, Clive Cussler, uh, Dr. Seuss, yeah. Stephen King, yeah. J.K. Rowling, Lois Lowry. Follett, Lois Lowry. Yep. Uh, sorry, but you've let some people down. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark Twain. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> We're looking at you, Mark. Yeah. Uh, corporate Sammy. conglomeration that decided to combine zombies into Pride and Prejudice yeah. and then waste away like a weekend of my life. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Well, I'm sure we'll have responses to this. So if you either agree or disagree with yeah. us, and I know there's some people who are going to disagree, with you. please. Probably more with you. Send them in to at all the book show on Man, Twitter. What if we get a bunch of uh, Pillars of the Earth fans yeah, just probably. sending in like, you idiots don't know. If fans <laughs> of the Pillars of the Earth are listening to this podcast, then we've done our job. Yeah. If you ask me. <laughs> so anyway, all the book show on Twitter. Uh, David A. Howe Public Library on Facebook. Wellsville at stls.org is our email address. We'd love to hear from you. And Remember, you can find us. us. Yeah, go ahead. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and the Angelica Radio Station That's Wednesdays true. at 9. Yeah. Um, and please share and retweet and all that other fun stuff. That's right. Uh, network us. And remember, we we've, we've got a spotlight on Michael Connolly coming up in the next couple of weeks, so we want to hear your uh, thoughts and opinions on Michael Connolly yeah. and his work. So... All right. right. Do you feel? I feel kind of cathartic. I know, right? Felt I good. Like that whole like this whole. I've been carrying, yeah, yeah. That for a I long feel time. like I feel like Mr. T must feel when he takes off all of his necklaces. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, yeah. you know, my face to the yeah. sky. Yeah, I'm excited. And <laughs> you I, think I, that's how he stays so like fit? I do like, carrying that weight all yeah, the time. I do. He takes it off. He can I punch do. you to the moon. I'll tell you what. I I pity the fool who lets himself be dampened down by negativity. <laughs> I pity them. All right. All right. Hey, folks. We'll see you next time. Yeah.